Ho, 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 and welcome to a very festive episode of Monster Dear Monster, a podcast where we talk about monsters and see what they've left us under the tree. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me, as always, to my left, he puts the sack in Santa's sack, it's Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, Dave. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what an intro and, wow <laughs> oh, i've been waiting to say wow. that one <laughs> sorry cameron it's your turn next so oh God, i'm terrified <laughs> joining me <laughs> joining me to my right as always he puts the naughty in naughty list it's cameron <laughs> merry christmas cameron uh and a merry christmas <laughs> thank you Oh, uh, see, we're Google. all feeling festive. Mm. No, you're not on the naughty list, are you, Cameron? Um, you wouldn't be on that. It depends who you ask. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> joining <laughs> us on this episode <laughs> is your parents. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm on their good list. <laughs> oh, right, okay, that's good. <laughs> not what they told us. <laughs> right, uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, are we, all, are we all feeling festive? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah I just uh, came from... Yeah, I just can't get the actual Christmas dinner. It's all over the place. We're talking it's just oozing out of everyone here. Oh, God. It is. Um, I got snow outside. I'll bring some. Yeah, there you, go. you hear there those sleigh go. bells jangling? No, no. Not yet. <laughs> he hasn't finished work Christmas. yet. <laughs> That's when he's going to get festive. You know, some of yeah, us have finished. True. Yeah. yeah we're, in, we're in party mode now. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like I mentioned before, like I mentioned before the show, I have just come back from like a pre-Christmas kind of dinner thing, so I'm made of trifle and sangria equal parts at this point. Right. Well, uh, you, you were like that before anyway, weren't you? Uh, no, before, before that, I was equal parts new. hot dog and beer. Very different. <laughs> hot dog and beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Very different. Very different moods. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's beginning to feel a lot like that time of the year where the spiders die outside while we all watch. Yes. Uh, it's, hot. it's still hot outside. <laughs> blessed time. Yeah. 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 Um, and we're not we're not set for record heat. Uh, like I like I mentioned earlier before the show. Uh, for our listeners who also want to know this fun fact and information, this isn't beast of the week. This is climate the, of the week. Oh, he's getting in there again. Yep. Go for it. Uh, my personal record for a Christmas day is 47 degrees Celsius, or a cool, cool 121 degrees Fahrenheit for you Americans. Wow. Uh, that was the day where we went outside only to pick up the animals and put them inside, <laughs> because we did not want to sweep up all our dead birds the next day. <laughs> that sounds like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> you went out of all the animals and brought them inside. Young Cameron, <laughs> it's it's our, it's the Australian version of Noah's Ark. It's a lot oh, right. simpler. <laughs> you just went to your backyard. <laughs> just go to the backyard, get in two of every animal. We only had two of every animal anyway. <laughs> oh no, you wouldn't want to go on that ark. No more the animals you'd be bringing. <laughs> Why did you bring inside the spiders? spiders <laughs> oh, the spiders are fine. The spiders are fine. Apparently, where you got to watch out centipede. Well, why were they doing now? Um, so I don't know if any of you have heard of a YouTube channel called Brave Wilderness. It's oh, a great YouTube channel, by the way. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, he, he just uploaded a video where he got bitten by a giant desert centipede from uh, from America, but there's the same species in Australia. Oh, lovely. Uh, 
And it's the first time he's ever requested medical assistance after getting bitten. <laughs> because yeah. the pain was so overwhelming. No thanks. No. And like, uh, for, for context, a giant desert centipede is like 12 inches long, inch oh, and a half across, God. about a foot long. Yeah. Um, and the Australian version, da, 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 the hot news, the only hot news article I could find about them in Australia is the one time one killed a bulldog. So there was that. Oh, yeah. It's it was funny because me and my wife were talking about earlier about holidays, and we we're talking about some of the places we want to go. And we both mm. said at some point we would like to go to Australia. Oh, you but should then, definitely come. Then, well, it's funny because then my wife said, "Oh, yeah, but." it's the things over there that scare me. And I said, what, Cameron? She goes, no, 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 not Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) No, she meant all the other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I hear about this every week. And yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like I need to come in armored and, you know, loaded up with weapons, even though they wouldn't let me in with that. But no, uh, no, not again. again. Um, Is there like a safe bit of Australia? Uh, yeah, it's most of the bits where people live. Actually. Oh, right. <laughs> it's just those happened to you. Those used to be bits that weren't safe until we came in and cut down all the trees and built houses instead. Oh, it's right. generally okay. pretty effective for getting things to move out. Um, look, I've lived in nearly 24 years and I haven't died. And I don't know what else I can give you as a reassurance. <laughs> <laughs> you survived 24 years. And that's. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I mean, okay. I mean, we did ban that one episode of a British kids TV show because it implied that spiders weren't dangerous. But <laughs> oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. well, you know, I'll. Um, no, no, you should yeah. definitely come. It's lovely, it's a beautiful like country. Yeah, um, and well, you know, I, you you can go to the Perth Zoo and look at all the dangerous animals behind a sheet of glass, as nature intended. The thing is, uh, over here, our zoos. Uh, have the only real dangerous creatures we seem to have is things like you know lions and things but we seem to have really random things like there's a zoo near me that has a turkey vulture i don't know if you've ever seen a turkey vulture it's the most depressed looking animal you ever see (laughs) to be fair it's because it's a combination of turkey and vulture vulture. which is two which is two very ugly looking creatures (laughs) you know generically Generically. Um, there are handsome turkeys Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we've all got different taste. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, it just looks really, you know, it just, when, I, when I've been to see this creature by itself, mm. it's, you look at it on its perch and it just looks like it's going, oh, no one loves me. No one really <laughs> loves me at all. And he's just there to sort of, I'll go, go and see the pretty parrots then. Um, yeah, this is, how, this is what oh. I do at zoos. I, I just put voices on. Yeah, voices yeah, on yeah, yeah. Imagine how, yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> you would have a field day at the Perth Zoo. <laughs> yeah, everything will be going. I want to kill you. I want to eat you. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, no. look, the salties are really chill. Okay. Uh, well, the salty, I should say, they only got the one saltwater crocodile because he's too big. Um, oh, nice. most of the animals are very chill and relaxed. And if you go in the summer, you can see the bears and lions get icy poles, which is really nice. Oh, nice. They just give them big blocks of ice with different things in it, depending on their diet, because it gets so hot. <laughs> Yeah, about wow. God, yeah. See, we're, we're learning again. Yeah, Always good. learning. Yeah. Always learning. Yeah. It's one of those. One of those shows. Very educational. Like I said, we, we'll, we'll do training. we'll do a Twitter poll whether to have Beastie of the Week starting next year. And I think. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, we'll just slip I, it I in there. Just, a show. It's I like can a variety make show. It a weekly segment. 
I can make it a weekly segment at this point. (laughs) Everyone needs their own segment. There are there are enough things to make a weekly segment. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got you've got New York of the week. Mm. Dave's got the entire podcast. I feel I should. (laughs) (laughs) It's your creation. It's your baby. I'll have to start no, we, vetoing we, segments. There's too many guys. Sometimes <laughs> a family is crappy <laughs> segments. No, I, I, I want Dave se- segment next, next year to be the many faces of Dave, and like every week we get him picture, you know, posting a different picture of him. Like Dave smiling, but they Dave all look the same. smiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. I'll just do a slightly different angle. Yeah, yeah. So that we know it's a different photo. That's right. Yeah. I'll put and it. Just I'll, I'll, I'll hold up the uh, newspaper so there's a different date on there every time. <laughs> just wear just wear a different T-shirt every time. Just show off your T-shirt collection. Yeah, you got some, exactly. you got some good. T-shirts. I don't have that many T-shirts. <laughs> it's gonna rotate like in a week. So, or I'm just I've like got, uh, Ernest. Three. Have, yeah, I have like a closet full of twenty T-shirts, but it's the same t-shirt <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like out of a cartoon where they always wear like homer or peter griffin they yeah. just wear the same time. i just have a bunch nice. of outfits <laughs> very mm. efficient of you dave mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> i'm on brand all the time ah <laughs> yes uh, oh, recognizable well. boy. <laughs> <laughs> well talking of segments i think for the final time of 2017, mm. we need to do one thing. We yeah. need to do Monster Monster Presents Yokai of the Week. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Yes. Be yokai of the Week. It's Yokai of the Week time. Like Yokai. Diddly do. <laughs> Who's oh, your Japan around? <laughs> <laughs> So, we're for this final episode of 2017, we are on the letter O for Oh, Yokai, you look so fine. Um, yeah, Yokai, you're so fine. Yokai, you just blow my mind. I knew he was going to do that. He can help him. He can help himself, Cameron. No, no. <laughs> uh, is that why they call you Karaoke Cameron? Yeah. 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 Well, they did. Do you request to break the song at any given opportunity? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Time to yeah. change your Twitter handle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, karaoke. Yes. yes, do it. Do Will it. do. Right. <laughs> so, Yokai, it's yes. Like I said, it's the letter O. So, as always, we are going to roll a die, and we are going to talk about a random Yokai. So, for the final time of 2017, Dave, roll them. Nice, nice uh-huh. roll. Liking it. Ten. Ten. Ooh. 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 What have we got? Mm. Okubi? No. No. Try it again. No. Oh. Okay. Can't count. Uh, no. Okuri Inu? It's a dog. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, Am I counting yeah. right? Okay, it's that one. I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I got that one, one too. <laughs> we got Okuri Inu, a spectral dog which follows lone travelers, attacking them if they trip. Similar 
Matt, to mm-hmm. the black dog of English folklore. Yes. Yes, he's always up to things. I don't know anything about the... Um, uh, <laughs> Tell us about the black dog. dog of English folklore. <laughs> I've got I've got a black dog this week. Yeah, who's a puppy. I don't know that I can talk about. Is this? Uh, she's, is this she's lovely. This, she's not tripping. She's tripping people up. I almost fall this, over every time. Is this but, Britain's um, version of Clifford the Big Red Dog? You've got Clafford the Angry Black Dog. I don't know. Do we? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Do. I need to get I need to get out more. I didn't realize we have that. Yeah, um, you've got you've got a black dog apparently. Well, we 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 sometimes have. Uh, wild cats on like the moors and stuff, which yeah, they reckon are panthers, and then they go, and then no one ever sees anything. It's a bit like Loch Ness monster <laughs> and things like that, but it's just a cat. The thing uh, is, again, that, that sort of summarizes how different it is. You know, you're dealing with foot long centipedes that mm-hmm. you know cause vicious pain. We've yeah. got thing. We get excited or fearful of a slightly big cat. You yeah. know, sort of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That I mean, no one's ever actually seen. Yeah. <laughs> no, no yeah. exactly. It's just yeah. it's just all rumors. But yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we've got the Okuri Inu, literally yes. translating to the escorting dog. Oh, that's nice. Uh, stories from the Tohoku region of region to Kyushu, but depending on the area, it can be a wolf or a dog, and there are numerous differences in its behavior. It is also sometimes simply called the Yama Inu, the wild dog or wolf, or the Okami. Okami. Ah, yeah, that is wild. Oh, well, I guess. Mountain dog. Is that... Yeah. 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 Let's see. It closely follows people who are walking along mountain paths at nighttime. If by chance the person falls over, they will be immediately eaten up. But if they That's pretend harsh. to be having a short rest, they will not be attacked. <laughs> I'm just taking a breather. <laughs> oh, I got a cramp. <laughs> Yeah, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, hamstring, ah, uh, ah. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm going to put it out here, I'm terrified of this creature already because I am the clumsiest man on earth. <laughs> but you certainly managed to survive 24 years in Australia, as you said. Uh, yeah. You know, can't it's, be uh, that bad. It's called, it's called knowing not where to step and wearing boots. <laughs> in case you step right, so you've got mentioned. boots Dave's got three t-shirts it's <laughs> always playing our wardrobe today do you have any pants maybe we can make a full outfit out of this uh, no no never wear pants uh, don't need pants um, especially when podcasting I'm sorry anyway so if you pretend to be having a short rest you won't be attacked but it is important to not look too tired Too <laughs> specific it just sounds like Not a vulture. Something in carrying bird stalking you, waiting for you to fall over in the yeah. desert. Yeah. Uh, these features. <laughs> Sorry. It's just got such yeah. particular criteria. <laughs> if just... you fall over, you're mean. But you can have a rest, but don't look too tired. I'm just, I'm just imagining this is like that very stereotypical Japanese thing of this is an extremely polite monster. Like, it yes. lets you know it, it's following you. It says, oh, by the way, so I'm just going to follow you along this mountain path. If you do happen to fall over, I will eat you. However, yeah. if you're allowed to take a short breather, just don't get too tired. Otherwise, my instincts might kick in and you know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Uh, these features are common to every region, but the dog's <laughs> behavior does sometimes vary. For instance, in some places, it is said that the Okuri Inu will charge into you, and if you fall, a pack of dogs will quickly appear and attack you. 
<laughs> Read the next paragraph because that's it's like the quintessential okay. thing you just spoke of. Let's see. There are also regions that have stories about what happens once you safely make it to the end of the mountain path. For example, one tells that if you reach the end of the trail, saying something like goodbye or thank you for escorting me will cause the Okuri Inu to stop following you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> stop following me. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. Real nice yeah thank you. Uh, another one claims that upon returning home, you should first wash your feet, give thanks for a safe journey home, then offer the Okuri Inu some kind of gift. After this, it will supposedly... <laughs> this is just a very polite dog that can't control itself if someone it falls over or shows weakness. Is, didn't we cover one that said about having clean feet, where it checks your feet? Um, yeah, it cover was you, the... Kyle, did that. It was um, the one from the Neo Dragon of the North DLC, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there was definitely a Neo connection. So, right, yeah, so no. it's definitely. Oh, yeah, got no, it, feet. Would, uh, it would check your feet for blisters because if you hadn't been working, you'd have clean Abbas, feet. Yeah, you were lazy. It was the lazy yeah. one. Sitting yeah. too close yeah. to the yeah. fire. It's the um, Namahage, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Got it. No, you're right. You're right. Other way around. You check for blisters because you had them. You've been sitting too close to the fire. There we go. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Let's see. It is, uh, there is the Chisakata Gun Min Danshu by Koyama Masao. Uh, literally a collection of folk stories from the Chisagata district. Uh, published in the early Showa period, contains accounts of a Kuri Inu. It describes a woman from Shioda who, leaving her husband at home, went to her parents' house to give birth to her child. On her way there, she went into labor on a mountain path and gave birth there and then. Night fell and many Okuri Inu gathered around. Terrified, the woman said, if you're going to eat us, then eat us. But rather than attacking, they actually protected the mother and child from the wolves that lurked in the mountain. The husband was reunited with his wife and child and fed the Okuri Inu red rice, which is reserved for auspicious occasions. Oh. Ah. Book also says that in Komi Yama Inu, the uh, wild dog variant, uh, classified either as Okuri Inu or Mukai Inu, uh, which translates to welcoming dog, oh, with Okuri nice. Inu being said to protect people like the case from Shioda and Mukai Inu attacking people. That sounds so contradictory. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it's like this... welcoming you <laughs> to my belly. Yeah, yeah. Nom, this nom, is the nom, welcoming nom. dog. It will murder you. This is the follows you all around dog. It will protect you. <laughs> but it's like, wait, wait, going back a bit further earlier on, it sort of suggests that it's like one of those you know when people give you gifts on the street mm. and they sort of expect you then to pay for it in some way like they'll give you a flower or something you're like oh no like, i don't no, no, it's okay like, yeah, yeah i don't want this it's almost like that where it's like it's following you and then after it's just followed you then make you have to wash your feet and then give it a gift it's like mm. no no i didn't want you following me in the first place <laughs> oh, I, just, I just saw you following i just you know, protected like, you from all those mountain yeah. bandits yeah yeah, those those twelve are actually centuries. my friends, but don't think about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it gets better. Hold on. In places like the Isu Peninsula and Toda, there are tales of Kuri Itachi, literally the sending off weasel, said to be a friend of the Kuri Inu. Also, a yokai that follows travels at night. If you throw a sandal at it, it will supposedly catch it and go away. <laughs> it has to be a sandal. It can't be anything else. Keep to go. Go. Take my foot away if you must. Yeah. 
Oh, great. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, as a potential explanation, it's said that the Japanese wolf had a habit of following humans in order to keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. Yokai investigator Kenji Murakami, who has the coolest job in the world. Yokai investigator, <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, uh, he has hypothesized. We, we can all put that on our CV, actually. That's right. Oh, yeah. We're all, all three of us are investigators. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, Kenji Murakami has hypothesized that Kuri Okami, which is the wild wolf variant of uh, this, is actually the Japanese wolf. And that tales of strange goings on or protecting people are merely convenient interpretations of the Japanese wolf's nature and traits. So maybe it's just a bunch of wolves making sure you don't go into their den or something. People are like, well, no, there's just this dog that follows you. And if you fall over, it will eat you. Um, honestly, with wolves, if you fell over, they might eat you. So it's a decent explanation. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, and the same Not with the, the, uh, the expression right there at the end. So that's uh, oh, yeah. a Japanese uh, expression. Okuriokami, which refers to people who gain a good mm. person's goodwill whilst harboring bad intentions, or a man who follows a woman uh, originates from. So, when a man follows a woman, is bad intentions. <laughs> mm. I mean, while well, looking mm. all like suave. if you're doing it without like their knowledge or permission, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's called stalking. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> if you listen to Monster Gear Monster, we love you. We do not condone stalking. Please don't. No, no, definitely don't. <laughs> Um, mm. that was, I believe, <clears throat> our final yokai of the week. For the year. Not forever, dude. <laughs> for, not for forever, no, no. Dave is weeping, oh. wishing it was so. Don't, don't <laughs> worry, 2018 has got plenty of yokai. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, that was yokai of the week. I suppose, yeah. actually, we've now come to a point where we actually should talk about this episode, because we <laughs> sort of haven't <laughs> even mentioned what we're doing on this one. Only 30 yeah. minutes been a while. into it. It's um, been yeah yeah it's fine we like to digress um so because obviously this is a very festive episode of monster dear monster i think it needs to be christmas themed oh, so man, i sure got my bells you, you me- damn it <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be very noisy that'd be very noisy on- yeah true true mm, yeah <laughs> just put your son just put you know take your wizard hat off put your santa hat on done there we go. Nice. <laughs> Dave, how are you? Made how you... That was loud. <laughs> uh, oh, I made it by getting like a plastic water top and then just felting over it. Oh, okay. nice. Hard like yeah. a fez, but all right. A little, yeah. I guess. You have to put some sticks to kind of make the shape right. It still looks a little <laughs> limp at the tip. <laughs> right. Anyway. So, yeah. Let's, uh, let's do the main part of the show. Right. So... As I said, it's Christmas themed, so you may know him as the Christmas Devil, the Christmas Demon, the Shadow of Saint Nick, or I don't know Papa Cramp. I don't know. I made that last. <laughs> I don't think it um, was that. <laughs> Ready to drop the hottest album in twenty seventeen. It's Papa Cramp. <laughs> Papa Cramp, come sit on my knee. Um, we are going to be talking <laughs> <No> about. <thanks. laughs> oh, <Please okay>. don't. <laughs> Not again. Um, we're going to be talking about. Krampus. So, yeah, there we go. So, for for this particular episode, we've sort of gone a bit different in the sense that rather than us all watching the same film or other types of media that we cover, we sort of all cover different things, and then we're going to all come together as one to talk about Krampus. So, uh, 
Dave, what have you watched and read? I said we'll cover it in a bit, but what have you just to summarize? What have you watched and read as uh, part of Krampus? Well, I've been crazy busy, so I didn't watch oh. anything. <laughs> oh, I did nothing. Whoops. I did no research for this. No, um, <laughs> uh, you don't need to lie. You know your stuff. I, yeah, I I instead invested a good chunk of my time reading a book uh, by Al Ridgenauer. Oh. It's entitled The Krampus and the Old Dark Christmas, Roots and Rebirth of the Folkloric Devil. And it's like 350 pages of Krampus goodness. Um, oh, I'm highly recommending this book, actually, good. because it's super interesting. And uh, this, um, oh. the author did his homework as well as extensive travels to uh, Bavaria um, and um, parts of Germany. Italy. He made the rounds to all the Krampus towns, as they as they say. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounds so Zeusy. He went around <laughs> the Krampus towns, and there he saw the man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cameron, what what have you watched or slash read? Um, I have watched and indeed read because I like to watch things with subtitles on. I, I watched Krampus. Uh, brackets 2015 oh the latest one nice uh, the latest one which i enjoyed uh, quite a bit it's just a fun time um and uh, i did a little bit of extra reading around but mostly because last week i ran a dungeons and dragons christmas special with a krampus in it so i need oh, to know a little good more lad <laughs> yeah yeah cool okay and uh yourself Matthew. um well i have spread myself across the krampiverse Krampus verse. Oh, that's okay. terrifying to think that this is some kind of unified IP. Welcome to Krampus verse, <laughs> for the world's worst theme park. Um, like the first Krampus movie doesn't really get you, but by the time they have the Krampus, all the different Krampuses get together and form this squad, the Revengers. <laughs> squad. Really get into it. Yeah. No, they just combine to form one giant Krampus. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. form the head. <laughs> But, uh, but ironically, his special power is to give you cramp. So you get uh, Krampus cramp. You're like, first my entire life, again. I didn't even know. Yeah, that's actually, that's actually real. Yeah, sorry, real thing. <laughs> I, I combined, I watched and read. You know, I, I'm oh. capable of doing both. Um, not necessarily at the same time. Yeah, I know. It's, um, yeah skills paying those bills right so i am um, on vacation or something I, yeah yeah <laughs> look what i did this week um, so i i watched um a film called krampus the christmas devil from 2013 mm. which um with no sarcasm at all was the best film i've ever seen honestly <laughs> really great film um and because i felt like off the back of that, I had to absorb more Krampus material. I um, read so something called Krampus, a short story, um, which was actually quite good. Actually, it's only probably about 30, 40 pages, but it's actually quite good. Um, I then sort of read a, well, sort of a graphic novel, I would say it was, uh, called Krampus, a Christmas tale, which was one of those where I read it and then realized 10 pages in it was done. I was like, Oh, okay. I'm glad I didn't pay for that, but it was, it was okay. Um, and then I read a short no uh, novella called a Krampus Carol, um, which is part of a, um, it is, it's a Krampus Carol. It's, um, part of a, obviously some sort of, uh, 
trilogy or something to do with a, a character called Sam Hain. He's an occult detective. And this was wow, like the Krampus. That's, not a pun. that's um, a name. That is a yeah, name. To yeah, have Sam to be Hain, the, occult det- the occult detective. And again, that was actually surprisingly quite good. Um, again, it's only about 40 pages long. Again, these are just things that I got off free off um, Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, mm-hmm. I was being really miser-like. I was being Scrooge-like this week. You know, I, I sort of ended up watching a film on Netflix, which obviously I didn't have to pay for, and read stories that were free on Amazon. You know, because that's how I roll this week. Um, so, so as you can hear, we've read read a few novels and we've watched the film. So, I think, I think we decided beforehand we're going to talk about the films first, and then we'll talk mm-hmm, about the books, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about you know general law and comparisons and such like. Yeah. Um, I think let's right. Let's start with something good. So we won't mm. cover my film first. Let's talk. About, <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for a minute. So we'll talk about Krampus 2015. Um, yep. So that was you know, yep. the quite the mainstream uh, mm. Krampus film that was out obviously a couple of yeah. years ago. Um, I remember seeing it at the cinema. Um, I don't remember that much about it, if I'm being honest. But I remember it being good. Um, yeah. Dave, you've seen it as well, haven't you? No. I found okay. <laughs> Thanks, I didn't watch it when um, it came out. It's been sitting on the <laughs> no, not even on my queue. I guess the Amazon oh. queue, but I have to pay for it. So uh, I'll okay. get around to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty, yeah. pretty decent actually. Um, well, hmm. Cameron, you you've watched it, so Most what was your sort of overall take of it? Um, it was a fun movie. Uh, I'm gonna say it's not like deep in the horror genre. It's definitely in that sort of a. Uh, that sort of not not quite a cheesy monster, but kind of getting there. And at the yeah. same time, it it hit a couple of emotional beats. You know, Ooh. there's um the, there's a part where you know the mean and evil cousins are reading out the young protagonist's Christmas letter to Santa, and it's like, you know, I wish things were better for me. And I wish things were better for my mom and dad. Ha, ha. Things were better for my cousins, and they're like, oh. And there's that moment where you're like, this film could just transition very easily into a Love Actually style bumbling comedy. <laughs> and then all hell breaks loose because kids are kids and, you know, he screams and yells, I hate all of you, up his Christmas letter and accidentally summons the uh, devil Santa. Yay. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Yeah. As you do. Because yeah, I, I think it's actually uh, considered a comedy horror, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. It definitely falls in that region. Uh, there's, you know, a scene where a gingerbread man is used to fish for a uh, a slightly overweight child. That's it. I remember that. <laughs> I remember there being a, a German grandmother in it as well. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. Um, the the main character's grandmother is a German Austrian lady. It's never quite clear exactly which background she's from. It's from the mm. Germanic area. Yeah. Um, and her background with the Krampus is she had an awful Christmas because there was you know famine going on sort of around slash slightly post World War Two era. And everyone in her village forgot the meaning of Christmas and she had a horrible time and her, you know, misfeelings for the holidays, some of the Krampus, and he deleted an entire village except for her. Because uh, <laughs> yes, someone had to tell it, yeah. the story. <laughs> um, and they did, some, they did some good stuff with that, that. That, like, sequence, it's a live-action film, but that sequence was done in a really good, almost um, Tim Burton's Corpse Bride style, not quite claymation, but animation. <clears throat> sort of an interesting way to do a flashback to a childhood memory that might not be so clear 
Um, and it was it was interesting that we didn't have just the Krampus. We had a small variety of monsters. Uh, we had the aforementioned gingerbread men, uh, yeah. <laughs> which were terrifying when they worked together to man a nail gun. <laughs> See, this um, is why you got to watch it, Dave. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's three gingerbread men using a nail gun to shoot at a redneck. It's very good. <laughs> Isn't there a jack in the box as well? Uh, yeah, there is a horrible tube-like jack-in-the-box monster. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah. It, it's effectively, it's just, um, it's a regular jack-in-the-box, but then the top half, the torso of the clown, is connected to, it looks like just an air-conditioning tube. You know, one of those big, stretchy tubes mm-hmm. uh, that is filled with children as it devours them. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? What's your, actual, what's, what's your actual thoughts on Krampus? Krampus? The, uh, the Krampus itself in the film, I think, is a super well designed. It looks it really is. good. Mm. It's got that kind of weird. It's a mask like face, but it feels deliberately so. Like this is a facade it uses to sort of hide that inner nature slightly. It's you know, its mouth is always just hanging open. It's got that really long red tongue, which is a traditional Krampus feature. Got his long curving horns and everything, and he jingles as he walks, and that's a very Santa Clausy Christmassy thing. But he's jingling because he's. <laughs> Wrapped in chains. Chains, yeah. Which, again, also a very traditional Krampus thing. It, it, from a design point of view, like, pulling forward to when we talk about actual Krampus, like, for mythology, it feels pretty well rooted in uh, the sort of the traditional Krampus idea. It's this goat-like demon, you know, he's got the goat legs with the goat hooves and everything. He's got these big curling horns with a long tongue and he's got a sack of something, you know, chains and various things that he comes to punish people who lose hope in the idea of the season he's the reason for the season yeah we all believe in santa claus not because we want <laughs> presents but because we don't want to be dragged to the underworld absolutely don't not again yeah not again um uh yeah no and he he really from a design point of view along the Krampus, along with his elf helpers really give this feeling of this sort of primal ancient sort of pre-civilized thing you know this is have either of you read the hogfather by terry pratchett uh bits of uh, no. well i've seen the show yeah yeah like um the, the whole idea there in the hogfather to spoil that book entirely <laughs> is that um the discworld's version of father christmas santa claus he's named the hogfather and he's just an ancient god of sacrifice in midwinter who's adapted to society over time and become <coughs> a Santa Claus figure and this feels the same as this ancient evil thing that's being dragged forward to deal with this specific situation to do with you know winter and festivity and sacrifice it really gives a good feeling like that for me personally at least this is kind of a cool thing cool uh, yeah and uh, you yeah. know there's a good twist at the end yeah. Well, yeah, that is. Um, yeah. I'll interject briefly because that brings us yeah. to our one piece of <laughs> feedback, um, <laughs> feedback from a from a fellow podcast, actually. So this is CNC Ooh. Geek. Cast, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, sent us. Uh, well, I, I was it me? No, <laughs> our our Twitter <laughs> put out the yeah. uh, <laughs> the call for questions and comments regarding Krampus and. Um, they replied Maybe with one beautiful I, gift. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> replied with not sure if you're referring to the film since the, um, the, the tweet was just mm. Krampus. In was general. a little vague. Generic. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's how, how we do oh. sometimes. Um, 
If so, uh, what do you think of the ending of the 2015 film? So, Cameron, what? how about the ending? Go ahead and spoil it. Does it matter? Okay, to spoil it for the ending, our young protagonist, you know, gets over to Krampus. He's opened the port to hell to drag all his family down there and leave him, the young protagonist, behind as the sole warning uh, to everyone that you should believe in Christmas. Um, and, you know, our young protagonist is like, no, I take it back. I... I negate my wish to have all my family disappearing for Christmas to never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my family back. You know, Krampus and all his elves laugh and toss me in the pit with everyone else. And then it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. They just wake mm-hmm. up. It was just a bad dream, Max. Dream, yeah. All fine. It's absolutely fine. Oh, look, you've got your Christmas present. It's that bauble exactly like the one that hung on that horrible goat monster who we all remember all of a sudden. Oh, God, we're all looking out the window. We can see we're inside a snow globe in the Krampus's workshop. Yes. With, you know, hundreds of other little snow snow globes of similar houses dotted around. So presumably he does this a lot. <laughs> um, I think that was a really good ending. It, You know, it didn't do the classic horror movie thing of the evil has been defeated. Yay. Hooray! <laughs> Uh, it, it went with the theme of the creature, which is this is an ancient evil thing that does what it does because the rules have been broken. And when the rules have been broken, people are meant to be punished. That's exactly what, you know, Krampus is about. And it would have felt wrong and dumb for it to end in the typical happy you survived the horror way. Even I've, I feel even if just like Max, the protagonist himself, had lived through it and gone on with his horrific trauma... <laughs> I feel that would have been a bit of a cop out because you know this this entire thing is technically his fault. I mean, his <laughs> awful family, his awful awful family are also partly to blame, but he is the instigating force. And you know, by the rules of the Krampus, I punish you. Um, <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> I just imagine Krampus, but a magical girl. <laughs> <laughs> By the power of Christmas, I shall punish you. And it does a pose. Oh, that's something that I have to make in my spare time. Yeah, oh, of course it does. Goodness. That's something I'll make in my spare time, I'm sure. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's an ending that feels like it rings true to, you know, the myth that the movie is based on. Hmm. And I think it was a nice twist. It was obvious something was wrong, but it was a nice twist that everyone within the snow globe realized that something was off. And there's yeah. a, you know, that moment of horror where they look out and then the camera pulls out through the window and then there's yeah. that distortion as it pulls out through the glass of the snow globe. That was, I'm sure it was a very cheap effect to do, but it really sold it. It was very cool. <laughs> well, you didn't, you did, from memory, you didn't see it coming either. It, there was no, no, no. Leading up to it. Like, it, it was weird that, you know, it's like, like happy-go-lucky after you went into hell, but maybe, I know, my first thought was, the first time I watched it was, Oh, this is Max's dying brain providing him with one last image of happiness. <laughs> and then it turned out to be turned out to be so much worse. <laughs> True. Sorry, you're stuck in a snow globe on Christmas forever. Day with your family forever. The exact thing you didn't want when you summoned the Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it plays very well into the themes of the the creature itself, if not the movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. Very good first. Um that's my thoughts podcast that wrote us about this (laughs) there we go you heard it here first Mm, hot off the presses yeah right Uh, anything else you want to say about the film 
Um, it's a good film. It's not like amazing, but if you want to watch something other than Love Actually for Christmas, and I don't see why you should yes, watch please. something other than Love Actually for Christmas, um, watch Krampus. <laughs> actually, yeah. so good. Yeah, we, yeah, know, it is. It, you know, yeah. there were an actual monster in it. Yeah. Cool. There we go. It's 20, the 2015 Krampus. It is like, yeah, like I said, I've only seen it once. A surprisingly good f- film. You know, you think mm. it could be, because it's a comedy, it could be a bit silly yeah. at times. And it is at times. But, yeah, yeah. you know, but like I said the Krampus himself is fantastic. The design on him yeah. is, yeah. is, to me, the pinnacle of how you would imagine him to be. Because obviously, and we'll mm. cover this in the rest of this episode, where there's all these different variations and different. <laughs> Uh, looks to him, so this to me yeah. is the is the best one that I've seen oh, yeah. actually. Yeah. So yeah, go see it, Dave. Treat yeah. the family. Look, <laughs> look, some of the family members in it, and by people, but they're also very relatable people. We have the father family drinking whiskey from a mug, which yep. I pointed at the screen and said, "That's me." <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out now. And all, yeah, and also. Grandma says hot chocolate makes everything better. You're right, Grandma. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good, and you you warm to the characters over time, even though they're absolutely awful people. It's like, well, we understand why they're awful people <laughs> <laughs> at the very least. Um, I mean, if we're going to stick on the subject of Krampus films, shall we time step backwards slightly and listen to what you have to say about your apparently less good Krampus film? Let's go back to a year that was uh, 2013. So two years year. prior. Yeah, it was a good, you know, solid year. Solid we'd year. Survived, we'd all survived the impending the December whatever 2012. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, as you oh, as you alluded to earlier, you've saw, you know you've survived 20 odd years. Yeah, uh, yourself. You know, and obviously 2013. So, um, so taking one for the team. Uh, on uh, Monster Monster, I watched a film called Krampus: The Christmas Devil. Um, for anyone interested um, and hates themselves, um, <laughs> if you go, go on to the UK Netflix or potentially on on the US and such like Netflix, you may find it there. Um, yeah, how it's ever got on Netflix, I will never know. I mean, when and I and I I say this truly, this isn't me saying it for the sake of the podcast. This is the worst film that I've ever, ever watched. <laughs> Truly terrible. And and I don't mean purely because of like the story and things like that. The actual production value. It mm. the budget must have been ten pounds and a Mars bar. You know, that is literally <laughs> probably all they had. It was truly horrific. So what I'll do, just to you know, get you in the spirit of this, I'll sort of give you a gist of what the film's about. Cool. Um, and then I will tell you what delights, you know, really made it the film that it was. Um, so it, it starts off okay in the sense that it tells you that um, that Krampus is the secret brother of St. Nick and he's there to punish yeah. children up until mm-hmm. mid, you know, midnight of um, Christmas Eve. And you think, okay, this is going to be great. Um, it's when you see the actual intro sort of credits mm-hmm. you know, that, that you you know, you know that you're on to a bit of a loser, really. So I think it was probably done in Microsoft Paint, I would say. Um, and you just got this this book, just scroll, you know, the pages are turning and, you know, just random comic-looking images of Krampus appearing on the screen. Yeah, uh, with, yeah. Like I said, with, with text, that, you know, that is just truly 
bad. I, one, actually, I will actually give it some credit. This is probably the one good thing I'm going to say about this film, and that's the fact that the director clearly likes heavy metal music because if he can put heavy metal music in a scene, he'll put it in there. You know, and, yeah. and obviously, if you like metal, then then you'll appreciate it. That's probably the mm. one good thing, but that's it. So it's all negative from now. Um, so yeah, so the the sort of general summary of the, this particular film is it's all based around a, a man called well, he's, he's everyone calls him Duff, but he's called Jeremy Duffin, um, who's <laughs> who's a local he's a local cop um, who was um, taken by Krampus. He was abducted mm. by Krampus when he was a kid. Um, he was then chucked into an icy lake and then managed to escape. And obviously Krampus is sort of coming back to basically take him off his list, you know, to sort of take him out for good, really. Um, uh, While this is happening, um, a guy called uh, Brian Hatt has been released from prison, who obviously Duff put away 10 years prior. And, you know, he's now now out and out for revenge as well. I will stress as well, this film is about an hour and 20 and barely mm-hmm. an hour and 20. It's one of those films where you're like, really? That was it? Um, <laughs> and so that was it. Um, right. So these are the terrible bits. Right. When, <laughs> right, Krampus, let's start with Krampus. Let's start with the meaty bit. Krampus is literally, oh no, obviously is, a guy in a Santa suit with a mask on. And, oh, and he, you know, he's not big, you know, he's not like huge, like you see in the 2015 version, he's literally just a guy. And the, and the way he walks around is, you know, when you see guys or people on the street that are promoting local restaurants, you know, the ones, you know, the ones they got, they're hold, literally holding a sign and they you know, and they, they, they look like they just can't wait for the day to finish because they're so bored he looks like that he's just sl- walking around not a care in the world you know he's the most uh, you know the most unscary Krampus you can imagine and he's got you know he's got a sack with him and he's carrying a chain one chain that's all the budget allowed he's got one chain that's got a slight hook on the end of it mm. and right, there's a scene at the, like I said at the start where he takes young boy Duff he, he chucks him into the lake you don't actually see him getting chucked into the lake and then all of a sudden, it cuts in black and white where Duff, the kid, Jeremy, is just running away. So he's somehow gone from, you know, he's, you imagine he's just been chucked into an icy lake, and then all of a sudden, he just runs away. You can imagine the director said to the kid, just run away. You know, like, <laughs> it's like a kid has just been running back because his tea's ready. You know, like, he's, like this, this kid should be traumatized. And he should be freezing. He should be wet. He's not even wet. They couldn't even have the budget to, to get him soaked, even though he's just been in an icy lake. Oh, when Later in the film, there's a part where Duff and his two, his two teammates, who think they're, they're from Rainbow Six, you know, mm-hmm. they've got, they got their SWAT gear out. And, you know, they've had, they've had a chat at the, at the local bar, which obviously has got rock music and metal music playing in the yeah. background. Any, any excuse. And there's a bit where they're in the forest because they're, they're tracking, right. They're tracking him in a forest and there's snow across all the, the floor, you know, it's been snowing, but you've got, it's in a forest where the trees are very thin and it's pure daylight. So they're literally doing, you know, like SWAT teams when they're doing the, the fingers, you know, and the, uh, you know, the signs to each hand other, signs, you know, so they yeah. hand signs, they, yeah. they're doing that to each other in pure daylight. They're like, you're not sneaking up on anyone. 
everyone, anyone that's in that forest can see you. <laughs> everyone no can cover. see you guys. You've got no cover. It's, it's truly horrific. Yeah. And then they find Krampus and it's literally, oh, who's that over there? They start shooting at him. You don't even see them shooting at him. You, well, sorry, you see them shooting, but you, it's just a camera of them shooting, just shooting off rounds. And they literally got they got their their rifles, and after two bullets, they keep reloading all the time. And then it's you know it's proper like ah, just shoot, shoot, shoot. And then you've got the scene. It cuts to Krampus just dashing off. He you know in a, almost like in a Benny Hill way. He's like Dew! just like d- dashing off like with like sped up. They, they actually sped him up, rushing off. And then you see they find blood on the floor, and it, it, it again obviously it's fake blood, but it literally looks like fake blood. It looks almost like it's orange. And you're thinking, come on, you can't even afford fake, you know, proper fake blood. And then and then and then Duff gets taken out in the forest by by Krampus, who sort of half-assed swings his chain and somehow clips him again. They, any of the the violent scenes in this film, they don't show the connection. You never see mm. someone being hit. It's almost like where you imagine someone's throwing a fist, throwing a punch, yeah. Yeah. and then the next thing it cuts with them going "ah" like that and just <laughs> and just falling. So so Krampus takes out Duff, takes out one of the other team, and then takes out that uh, he knocks them out. But he takes out the last one and kills him. Well, he, yeah, mm. he does kill him. He just stamps on him with a really fake hoof, and then <laughs> and then then it cuts to Krampus in a cave. And there's a naked woman chained up and, and she's screaming her head off. She's fully, she's completely naked, you know, she, you know, you know, nice to look at, but you know, he's just like, okay, then, and then he, he just, you know, then he, he cuts, he literally cuts the heart out of one of the other teammates, but it's, and then crushes it. And it looks like jelly. It literally looks like jelly. And it's, it's um, terrible. It's, oh, I mean, that's nothing. That's just, that's just one part of it. It is, they have a fight scene between the cops in the bar. That is horrendous. It's like it, it's like WWE, but worse. You know, it's like you wouldn't believe. And, oh, it's terrible. You you barely see Krampus. Oh, one thing I would actually add as well. You see Santa in it, yeah. who is the, you know, in this, in this instance, is the brother of Krampus, because I know that can vary from media to mm. media. But he's literally a hillbilly Santa, Oh, and he's no. talking to Krampus, like you know, like sort of slapping him around, saying, "What are you doing? What you know? You you know these kids are being bad. You need to sort them out." He's literally <laughs> like, he's like the local guy that own you know you know those sort of army surplus stores. Mm, he, he'd yeah. be the guy that would own that, and that's Santa. <laughs> he's literally just wearing a Santa's outfit, and he's got like, oh, it is awful. It wow. is truly awful. I'm not. I I mean, I could go on forever on this. Actually, to be fair. I could about it as much as the film was its actual length <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> you, the problem is with it you don't really see enough of Krampus mm. to be fair that is the main problem he's literally like I said a guy guy in a suit well guy in a <laughs> Santa suit with a mask um, and he just stumbles around a bit it's yeah. but, but it, it, as bad as it is it is worth seeing for how terrible it is like there's a bit again one last one thing because otherwise we'll be here forever one last thing is near the start when duff goes into the police station the police station that has no one apart from him and his and his captain 
there's no obviously no other police are around obviously they couldn't pay for any more extras in their budget so he's literally the captain is just stood at the map of obviously where there have been abductions and he's literally sta- standing there waiting for duff to arrive so you imagine uh, imagine your boss is literally standing by a map for like half an hour while he's waiting <laughs> for you to drive into work and she's like and he's like oh duff you're here so Captain, what have you been doing? I've just been staring at this map for. Staring at the map. He's been standing by oh it. <laughs> and I said, Duff literally just drives his car in and walks into the station and then walks into the office. Ah, oh, Captain. Ah, oh, yeah. I've just, I was just standing here by this map. And, wow. oh, yeah, it is terrible. Wow. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, the internet appears to agree with you. IMDb has an average rating of 1.7 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> that's a solid 1.7 i mean yeah if you look on amazon amazon saying mm. it's like they can't believe they paid money for this luckily i didn't but yeah. i like I said i'm just truly the horrifying thing of it isn't krampus it's how it's managed to get on netflix how it's mm. like past their quality <laughs> control side of things because yeah. yeah awful absolutely awful don't watch it. No, do watch it. Watch it for seeing how tr- you know terrible it is. <laughs> it, like this is what this wow. again. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna. No, no. I know I've said this once before. One really <laughs> one, one last thing. thing. One last thing that when so Brian Hat, the guy that um, who he got who Duff got locked up ten years prior, he he basically breaks into his house, takes his uh, wife hostage with his a couple mm. of goons. Oh, God, I've just remembered something else. Um, <laughs> it's like nightmares. Um, so one of the goons goes upstairs where their teenage daughter, where Duff and his wife's teenage daughter is. The guy come, walks into her, her bedroom, and she's just there in like the in like her bedroom doorway giving the come hither uh, sign towards him. So remember, he's just there to kill them and... <laughs> everything but she somehow she just goes gives him come hither he then takes it starts taking his clothes off she then she then walks towards him and you can clearly see she's got a knife hidden behind her he then she then clambers on top of him he so so imagine he's just literally arrived he then takes his jacket off and then lies back on the floor she gets on top of him and then she knifes him about 20 times (laughs) This is just the daughter, you know, who's yeah. had no context. Um, but yeah, when when Brian Hat has got his wife tied up in the kitchen, like there's this one scene where he's he's a bit strange anyway, like the most oddest looking criminal you'd ever see. But he's he's basically mm. saying to her like, "I've got one thing to ask you," and you know, obviously thinking it's where's Duff because I want to kill him, and he's like, "Where's where do you keep your milk?" And he starts drinking milk out of the fridge to go with his cookies. You know, like, <laughs> people paid money for this at some point. People paid for the DVD of this. Oh, God. I yeah. Imagine. Yeah, me, me and you, Cameron, have had very different experiences yeah. this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, some producer read this script and was like, this is going to be great. I'll finance this. <laughs> this is going to be the best one. Yeah, I'll eat this up. <laughs> he literally, you can imagine, he was dreaming. He's got, like, I've got one hand on right now. That that Emmy that Emmy is coming my way. <laughs> oh, it's, oh it was dire. I'm going to win the trash. Yeah. yeah. What did you estimate the budget was, Matt? 
Uh, ten pound in Mars bar. It was a. Uh, it's estimated to be seven million five hundred. No. <laughs> you having a I laugh? Mean, on you? Ex- it's on the IMD page. IMDb page. No, that is. Honestly, it's terrible. Me, us three could have done it ourselves. We, you know, Dave could have grabbed his three T-shirts. You could have grabbed yeah. the boots, and we would have been fine. We would Between have sorted the three it. Of us, we could the three of us, yeah, we could have done that. Dave formed me the strong sort of base of the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. just throw a big red tablecloth over it, stick some horns on top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We saw it. Oh, it's uh, no. On I. I believe that the budget wouldn't even been, oh, I don't know, a few thousand. Honestly, I don't know where the budget mm. is because there was barely anyone in it. They were yeah. just using their local, local little, you know, little town. And Krampus yeah. was wearing a, was wearing a Santa suit. I don't even know where the budget was. I was probably paying the woman to get naked or the, na- the random naked woman that he had. Oh yeah, by the way, he, he hypnotizes her as well and grapes uh, her. Of course, just uh, just because he can, just because Krampus can, because he's evil. Yeah, he's just evil. Yeah, he's got a proper metal voice as well. Yeah. You know, he's like proper, you know, I've come to cool you, a, a sort of thing. Um, <laughs> that's so that's my metal voice. That's my yeah, metal voice. so polite. Yeah. <laughs> I've, come yeah. <laughs> I've come to cool you, please. No, I, I, yeah. Please. No, he, no he's, they, they give him like quite like, like, I, 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 I subject people to it. I said, go see it in all good stores. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so let's, let's go on to something positive. Dave, yeah. what, what did your, um, what's your I'll novel? Um, how did it go? Uh, well, I got about halfway through because it was 350 pages. So I just started skimming <laughs> because it's not a, um, it's not like a novel. It's uh, no. a research book. Like, it's like mm. reading someone's uh thesis or a paper it's basically yeah. everything you could ever want to know about Krampus um definitely mm-hmm. uh kudos on um sorting all of the lore because it's it's hundreds of years worth of um folk tales and uh mm. permutations of things like the Krampus himself mm, didn't just show up like fully formed. It's like the result of four no. or five other legendary figures kind of combining uh, as the years went along. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, it, it arrives in the form we know today. <coughs> but even even that being the case, it's like mid-19th century would have been the um, Austrian, Bavarian, and Southern German um version of the Krampus, like the OG Krampus, uh, is almost nothing like the, the depiction that, you know, we've talked about in um, American media and what has come Mm. outside of Germany. This sort of new Krampus isn't really like it. It's, it's already again, become a conflation of some idea of Krampus and then being sort of mashed mm. uh, together with Santa Claus or St. Nicholas, where that's not the case um, mm. in, the, in the original legends and some of the folklore. Um, Krampus himself is sort of uh, a take on of this pagan um, 
hill hill folk i guess they're called perkton they're um mm-hmm. devils mm-hmm. and fairies i guess sort of creatures that live in the woods and there used to be this perkton perkton loft which is like a, a, a perkton run so what today we have uh saint nicholas like parades and it'll be um mm. saint nicholas kind of parading through the town and he's accompanied by s- several other um figures that you wouldn't see in like American Christmas. It's <laughs> definitely a lot different. There's <laughs> a figure, uh, Nick Druprecht, uh, who is his sort of servant. Um, and that role has been kind of smashed into what Krampus does. So he originally would have been the one carrying a, a bag to put bad children in. And he has um, switches and whips where he like punishes people. Uh, eventually, mm. that figure started giving gifts because I guess they thought it was too much if he's running around beating children. <laughs> so let's, let's make you give gifts instead. Um, I guess an example would be that uh, Nekvedubrikt uh, is also a figure in um, France. He's called uh, Père Fotard, so that's like Father Whip. Um, Hans Trapp mm. and um, <laughs> nice. Schmitzli, which is uh, basically a, f- a figure that is sort of covered in... Um, uh, charcoal or uh, like blackened like soot because it mm. may have been representational of a like a blacksmith so it's like a larger figure in the in the, these little towns and villages <coughs> that is I guess physically imposing um, mm. and then we get uh, the idea of Schwarzpiet is Black Peter which is definitely kind of going away a little bit because it's it's, it's a it's representation of a more um, slave or servant, so that's definitely super racist these days. But that's mm. more yeah. in the, the Dutch side. So when I um, when I was growing up, I was in I was in Germany, but I was on the border of Holland, and so I would mm-hmm. see these um, Nicholas parades, and there'd be like the um, Schwarz Peter running around, and um, no one was able to like explain what was going on to me because all of our neighbors are German and then my parents were just Uh kind of trying to tell me but I know they didn't like in hindsight they have no idea what's happening Um, (laughs) you you can get an understanding like okay this St. Nicholas is kind of like Santa Claus I mean this is how he's dressed but Mm. he's basically dressed like a bishop Um, and he has like a miter and crozier (laughs) and so he's leading this parade and there's all these dudes in blackface like throwing candy around or <laughs> they have willow um, yeah. willow branches and they're like they're not whipping they're just kind of like lightly tapping um certain kids what they would also do is they would the parade would come through the um they'd have a path through the town but it's just going up i believe like in a village it was like general you know small mm-hmm. streets so they would stop uh at certain intervals i guess where parents um i don't think they paid them per se but they kind of <laughs> left like gifts of like schnapps and things for um saint nicholas mm-hmm. and he would stop at certain ha- houses and like read off of a little list um good or bad things that you had done that the parents are, i guess whispering to, <laughs> to them as they they come up because they don't have a list of every <laughs> kid and um nah. i remember they'd come up and like pat your head and then you hoped they would give you something nice, not like with a switch or 
Uh, what did they give us? I remember getting like these giant bread <laughs> men. Know. It was like I'd bread men with a little. Yeah. <laughs> they gave me these huge <laughs> bread men with a um, clay pipe that they had. Uh, and you'd also, mm. you would have your shoes set out, um, by the front door and they would put like little candies, um, or I guess oh, at this yeah. time they'd be like little Lego, Fruit. like a Lego car or something or a Kinder Egg, like they oh, put in your <laughs> shoe. Um, nice. And you hope you got the good stuff <laughs> and like not some yeah. strange, uh, chocolate that was like too bitter or like a German mm-hmm. treat. Um, so that was really interesting. There wasn't a, a Krampus per se there because it's more southern when i was like in the western side but that yeah that role was fulfilled by the um, short pete where they you know they had little bags and stuff and definitely mm. weren't carrying any kids around but you, you thought they could have <laughs> like it was it was intimidating sure? as, a, as a child yeah for sure um it's kind of scary I bet. <laughs> so i can imagine that if you're in um in the alps or in those smaller villages mm. You know, it's these guys dressed up in full, uh, it's wool, and they have horns, and usually a carved wooden mask. So those Krampus, Mm. they don't have goat legs. It's just regular, you know, legs. Um, There's no lolling tongue. uh, That part, that's not part of the Krampus. That's like people made the, uh, I guess, Americanized version of Krampus is actually mm. more frightening than what they the normally would have. Um, and then in some of these uh, towns, there's a, there's a specific one that's really traditional called Badgastein. So that's a, um, like Schwimmbad, it's like a spa. Uh, they had hot springs and whatnot there. Um, but those ones, when they do their uh, Krampus festivals, have very like strict and specific guidelines on how to create the Krampus costume and you can't use uh any like modern things like latex or masks like that or put Mm. put, like fake blood on it It, they want it to be very it's very specific and very traditional um only they use like a goat and um cow horns on some of them but they want Mm. like local animal horns so you can't like have a crazy ebex like spiral horns or something mm. you know they'll, they'll yeah. like run you out of town if you're trying to you know dress as a camp uh, uh, krampus but have anything too <laughs> modernized um as part of the costume um so it's, yeah it's really interesting and the book digs into a lot of those details and where specifically um the Krampus lore, you know, where it came from, because there's not one piece. It's like so many little aspects. And here's a, I'll read this um, passage. It's from a uh, Tyrolean play uh, in the 19th century. Um, and it's a, a line that the, they have these like giant, like sort of like a passion play, but uh, usually they're centered around mm-hmm. St. Nicholas. And this one has a Krampus as a role. Um, it says, I am Krampus, fear my name. Far and wide extends my fame. I arrive when I am bidden, and sniff out children where they're hidden. Who is naughty? Where's my prey? I'll tear them up without delay. Oh, Master Nicholas, I bring sad truth of deeds committed by these youths. For virtue they will seldom strive, but sin and vice in them do thrive. And of their idling in the streets, so boils my rage I cannot speak. 
And daily, though I do my spying, I've scarcely seen a child trying. Good children, though, are not my task. For only for the bad, I'm asked. For those my sack is neatly suited, their vexing screams and whining muted. Off I pack them to their fates, those spoiled little reprobates. With brats as these, one choice is fit to toss them in the fiery pit. So we can see where uh, wow. the Krampus film is <laughs> kind of drawing inspiration from. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think another aspect uh, of the Krampus losses, Krampus runs, uh, the Krampus aren't allowed to speak. Like traditionally, they're not supposed to say anything mm. human because they mm -hmm. are like a beast or a devil, this demon that doesn't use human language. Mm. Uh, they don't have usually like chains. What they'll wear is a, a 10 to 40 pound, like these bells, they're huge. Um, and they wear them on their back uh, to announce their presence. So you'll be a few streets over and you can hear, you know, all these mm. bells ringing, you know, either to go toward that part if you want to go watch that or to avoid it. Because it's not just, um, it's not like a little parade. They're, they're to do a little bit of rough housing. Um, and there's another uh, sort of, event i guess you want to call it called the remplin which is mm. the shoving uh, if you translate it literally and there's these these the krampus pass are like the troop of krampi i think there was a specific pluralization but it wasn't krampi. <laughs> it was just krampus krampuses um the troops are like four to six krampus and one of them is the is going to be the Vortufel. Uh, it's the head devil, and that's who mm. sort of reports directly to Saint Nicholas to control the rest of the Krampus. Um, but from like neighboring little towns or sections of a, a little village, there'll be more than one troop, and sometimes they'll mm. sort of get together and have these wrestling matches, which is the Remplin, uh, and that can get you know <laughs> violent. So <laughs> people do get hurt. Um, I think that's not yeah. the not the majority, but it has happened, and they've had to uh, like change and adapt some of the rules to this, or things that the Krampus are allowed to uh, carry with them. Originally, they had actual whips and you know a bundle of switches, not just like one willow branch. Which you can <laughs> you can kind of hurt somebody with one, but if you're holding a a bundle of switches that's definitely a lot more dangerous or they would have uh <laughs> antlers like in their hand and they had to ban those because if you whack somebody with an antler that's yeah. generally gonna hurt them yeah. um, <laughs> but they're they're not uh they're not used to uh, the role of the krampus isn't strictly to punish like bad deeds or a bad year um what it's doing is driving out bad spirits like things mm. that will have influenced you or un like unlucky um, things you may have picked up throughout mm. the year. That's kind of what they're doing is when they're switching people is driving off of the, those bad influences. Um, they also do, uh, like I, I mentioned that the house visit where they come house to house and in those, they might actually go into the homes and they kind of, disarray the furniture a little bit or they'll come and take all your furniture and put it outside like they'll just drag it outside and that's again to <laughs> clean out the you know the the demons as it were of, of that your house has like accumulated over the year and so you can start fresh but 
you know, your your stuff can get broken because there's like five dudes just dragging your stuff out. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of aspects that definitely don't carry over at all into what we're seeing in these films um, or even in the, the the books that originally kind of brought the Krampus to more of a worldwide attention. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that's the book because <laughs> there's so much more in there, but I, that's, that's about as much as I can recall offhand. No, that's no, that's really interesting. Wow. Too. I mean, it, it, like you said, I think with the more modern variants of him, if they based it purely on what you know on the original lore, it just I don't. It wouldn't be anything people would want to want to watch or read about yeah. as much. Mm. Would they really. Let's be honest. It's not, and that's not. It's not that it's not interesting. It's you know, it wouldn't have we don't the have same the effect. we don't have the cultural foundation to to pull what they're doing over here as much. It's not going to make sense. Like it doesn't work yeah. um, in our society. Like what, what's happening here? These, the traditions simply aren't there. So we're literally pulling no. just the most surface mm-hmm. facade like idea of this, and then attaching uh, more of a sense of like horror. Like a horror film um, yeah. to this idea, yeah, rather than, uh, well, yeah, we're just not translating all of the um, tradition. It, it, it's not no. going to translate unless you have a chance to, like, you know, understand where it's coming from, and, and that would just take too long. Like, <laughs> we just yeah. our attention spans don't allow for that um, in this uh, in this day and age of. Like, yeah, absolutely. I think I think as well as we we gray areas as well. We struggle. Yeah. See, we like Krampus in the current form because you know traditionally he's evil, he's bad, he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Santa's the good guy. Yeah, they and, want this dichotomy, yeah, they, whereas that's not really what it is. There's no, they're not no. evil. They're performing a specific no. role, but it's much easier to consume this kind of media if there's a clear good guy, bad guy. You know, there's some sort of yeah, uh, yeah. rivalry or something rather than uh, why is Santa running around with like servants and slaves? Like <laughs> that's a lot harder to parse. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't. I think we we can't, or a lot of people wouldn't be able to comprehend how close he is to Santa. Or Saint Nicholas is, you know, you. I think traditionally you think, well, no, he's he's complete other end of the spectrum, and in some ways he is, but ultimately he's not. You know, if, of the the novels especially, he's he's literally there with Santa in some of the stories where he's, you know, he's literally by side with him. They're not. Yeah. He's not. You know, he's not just the the shadow that he often gets mentioned as. He's actually part of the equation, and you know, and Santa's fully accepting of him. But oh, it's, it's, a, it's a necessary thing. Like he, yeah. Santa uses Krampus. Krampus isn't like a, a force against Santa. Santa, they're, they're, they're together, working together to accomplish yeah. something. So yeah. that's not that's yeah, not what makes it into the films. Uh, a lot of times, I don't think. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because ultimately, it's you know, it's a lot of the traditions of light and dark. You know, it's all about balance, isn't it? At the end of the day, they're yeah. but they they're the two sides of the coin, and and they both have a purpose because, you know, and it's almost like a bit of a moral compass, I would say. 
yeah. as well is that it's not always about the good in people and you know obviously there is good out there and plenty of it but then there's also the bad and in you know and sometimes i think it's it's almost to keep us a bit in check as well um and again it's no far different to heaven and hell you know it's you know that's where they're based on it's all about you know act, acting good or um you know so you can get into heaven or acting you know if you act bad you'll go to hell in or in this case if you go to the underworld <laughs> or just into a sack in a cave yeah yeah, and then and then get chucked. Yeah, and then get chucked in. Completely dry as a bone, and <laughs> asking your mum what's for tea. <laughs> in some cases, I mean it's funny actually because you know, like I said earlier, I I looked at a few different types of material when it comes to Krampus, and it's funny how he gets represented in quite a few different ways. Like one thing I I think that it varies quite a lot is his relationship to santa or saint nicholas or whatever variation you want to say because in like for example the when i read krampus a short story which is actually surprisingly good um krampus is actually in a in essence he's a good guy he's just you know he's shunned by the by the world you know because he's you know he's a monster so they they don't understand him they they shun him so he the way it plays in is that our world is our world and the world of Santa and the elves, rather than just being like Lapland, it's actually a different universe. Even time is different. For So when Santa goes, you know, on Christmas Eve and delivers all the presents, that's obviously, a, you know, one night or one day in our time, whereas that's a hundred uh, days in, in their universe, for example. And, you know, the, the aging is very different. But in the case of, this short story, for example, um, Santa and Krampus are brothers, but Santa, who's his brother, is called Chris. So Krampus, Krampus is Krampus, and Santa is called Chris. But their father was Santa as well. So it's sort of you know, so if you know, it's sort of rather than it being them being you know either brothers, they're they're actually you know the Santa's the new Santa. Um, right. And so, you know, so what would be, I don't think, they, I don't think they mentioned his, I can't remember now, but I think Nicholas, so St. Nicholas is the dad. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they're, you know, Chris and Krampus are the, the two children. Um, the mother, they even mentioned about the mother in this as well. Um, they don't meant, I don't think, they, again, I don't think they mentioned, but they uh, say that she's a Salkri, um, which I've Googled and doesn't seem to come up with anything. It's, it, it, it appears to be like a winged creature of some sort. They definitely say that the mother could fly. Um, and, but for their father, I, the, the original Santa insisted on reindeer in this case, that, you know, to keep up tradition for whatever reason. Um, and it's just funny because when, as a story progresses, um, Chris, you know, the current Santa is losing the will of you know the goodwill of christmas he's given up on the world you know it's all and it's funny because krampus is trying to convince him that there is good in the world and you know they almost have a role reversal quite you know quite different and what because chris is again losing the goodwill back in the their universe whatever because again it's not not uh, mentioned but the her mother their mother's kind the salkries um, are trying to break in 
to the actual world. So if as his will is going, his power is diminishing and it's causing, you know, the, like, they don't again they don't mention it, but you, I imagine mm. it's like a protective barrier is stopping these creatures coming in and you know and causing ruin to the elves, the reindeer, and Mrs. Santa and <laughs> things like that. It's quite it's quite a usual take on it. Um, but again, it just shows that he, you know, Krampus is, can always have a different relationship depending on how he's portrayed. Um, because again, in, um, in the, one, or the other, that little sort of, I say a bit like a comic that I, I sort of read, but was, again, was very short. He was a friend of Santa. He wasn't, a, you know, wasn't a, a brother. He wasn't a, a partner. He was a, mm. just a friend. And then, but then in a Krampus Carol, the occult detective, <laughs> read the trilogy. Um, he's, he's not really, it's not really mentioned his relation. He just actually, sorry. Yeah. All they say is that he's the shadow of St. Nicholas. So again, yeah. he, you know, I mean, you know, from, from these different perspectives, what's, you know, Cameron, what's your sort of take? What, what, what would you consider Krampus to be in relation to St. Nicholas slash Santa? Um, oh, like from my personal standpoint, or yeah, 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 from a personal standpoint, I honestly going with the I, I've been inundated with a much more Western Westernized version of Krampus, the the Americanized version, as David would say. Um, <laughs> yeah, Krampus is I wouldn't I wouldn't call him necessarily. I'd call him a necessary other. To Santa, like, uh, the idea, you know, there's just this big old jolly man who swings around and gives gifts and rewards everyone. He added a reason for the season, et cetera, et cetera. It's very cool, but it always feels a bit lacking, at least from a grown-up perspective. I'm sure as a kid, I'm like, Santa's all you ever need. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but it, Krampus feels like he fills in a mythological gap you know he, he's the he's the lucifer to god kind of figure not not in the same direct sense of he rebelled against god and fell <laughs> uh, but in that he's that sort of darker more human almost counterpart you know santa loves everyone and takes care of everyone and krampus goes no listen i understand some of you need <laughs> to learn a lesson <laughs> <laughs> some of y'all gonna learn uh <laughs> no, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think from from personal standpoint, Krampus is sort of focused more on the. Um, I mean, it was said in the 2015 movie. Krampus focuses more on the sacrifice version of the season, where Christmas is about giving rather than taking. Yes, and Krampus is there to make sure you give as much as you take, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Is how I would personally play it out if I had control over. The whole of human mythology, which I do not. <laughs> if I oh. did, this would be much nicer to people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about you, Dave? Do you? I mean, do you think he's better being, you know, having a family connection to Santa, or do you believe he's better as the, you know, the shadow or just a, you know, the yin to his yang? Mm, I think being able to read all of this lore, um, I'm. I'm more inclined to like be interested in this, the dichotomy, but not the direct relationship. So basically the sort of yeah. the original intent is more mm. interesting. There's more layered for sure. There's a lot more going on. Yeah. Um, I, I'm less yeah. in favor of the uh, popular media 
uh, portrayal of Krampus versus <laughs> yeah. what there's, there's more complexity. I, I, I like that a lot. Better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then I'll just uh, here, I'll add in one other bit because just to show like how complex this actually <laughs> is. Um, there's also uh, research showing that um, the Krampus uh, I, I mentioned a little bit earlier uh, is sort of a modernized version of these perta, these spirits, uh, which in turn are um, tied to a goddess or at least a sort of witch or demon. Um, this is Frau Perta uh, or Hulda and also goes by like Berta in um, Bavaria. <laughs> so Frau Hulda uh, has these do does like traits of his dualistic nature so is depicted um eating tearing asunder disemboweling those who displease her but uh also <laughs> invoking um the as the hulda aspect uh in, invokes purity and light so this idea of sort of an angelic figure um i think because of those two natures and we're finding uh through these legends <laughs> that it's not just the perkton but perkta herself who may actually, or I guess the Krampus are an aspect of that. Um, this is seen because when you're looking at a lot of uh, medieval, these passion plays or some of the plays, the, the female roles are generally at the time portrayed by men. So when they <laughs> were portraying Hulda or Perkta in these legends, it was male figures portraying a, you know, a female um, entity and that I think is what sort of began the transition of displaying the um, Krampus <laughs> as a male figure, and then we're sort of just now seeing that there are these um, the Krampus past these troops do have a few female um, members. Generally, it's again it's like a just men, like a men like boys club, but um, that's beginning to change and then there are some troops that are like completely um, female but since they're wearing okay. these huge suits um like you know 20 pounds <laughs> worth of wool you know you can't it, yeah. you can't tell the gender of the um the, the no. betrayer and then they don't speak they're just speaking in growls so again you're, mm. you're disguising <laughs> it that way too um and there was I had to dig around for it. There was a, one of the um, uh, Hulda. Oh, here it is. There's a depiction of Hulda as like it's called the the belly slitter. So this is a uh, oh, nice. is wonderful. Um, like the the Krampus um, passage I read earlier. Uh, this one reads: "So you shall not escape my old broomstick, the whips and the rod." with which I'll beat you till you're red with right. blood. Your hands and feet I'll bind and throw you into the mire in the lake. Set fire to your braids and hair, <laughs> scratch your face and cut your nose, and rough you up quite well. All your dolls I'll toss and burn and shred your finest Sunday dress. This distaff I will fill so full of snot that it drips and runs. When I find you snoring late in bed, I'll reel your intestines out from your belly and fill the hole with wood shavings and tow. Um, yeah, so wow. wonderful, wonderful. Little, uh, Lovely. Pasta. But these wow. aspects, I mean, we see 
sort of also in um, the Krampus, and there's yeah. another. There's a punishment associated with Picta, which is the stimp or the trimp, which is stamp or trampling someone. Um, and that's supposed to frighten the disobedient on the 12th night um, of, I guess, the saints' nights. Um, and there's a another poem. Um, now mark aright what I tell you. After Christmas, the 12th day, after the Holy New Year's Day, when they had to be, when they had to table, brought all that they should eat. Whatso the master would give, then spake he to his men and to his own child, um, "Eat fast tonight, I pray, that the stemp tread you not." The child then ate from fear. He said, "Father, what is this that thou shalt stemp callest? Tell me if thou knowest." Father says, "This I tell thee, though mayest well believe me. There is a thing so gruesome done that I cannot tell it." tell it be for whoso forgets this that so that he eats not on him comes and treads him uh there ba- there's basically a set diet that holda um mm. prescribes to and basically what you're supposed to eat on these specific days and if you don't that's when she comes and cuts your stomach open and fills you full Jesus. of rocks and bits um, <laughs> if, if she found out you were eating the wrong things wow. so yeah love these um morality tales and she um also becomes i don't know if you've seen there's a russian uh i don't know i just suddenly forgot the name of the um the russian it's a boogeyman it's the it's the crone with like one Hmm. foot or her house has just like one giant foot um oh the babiaga yeah babiaga um (laughs) and because of the Pirkta's tendency to like step on people, like crush them, uh, she's been mm. led to believe as having one large foot or um, large feet or these uh, like a cloven hoof. So some of the Krampus are depicted as having one regular foot and like one hoof foot, which eventually translated into having two goat feet. <clears throat> so. I mean, that's where the complexity of all of this, like, starts to tie yeah. together, and you can see, wow, if I'd have, like, known all of these legends <laughs> to go, well, I think this part came from here, and this bit came from there. Um, mm. Suffice to say that, yeah, this is not a uh, an easy lore to, I think, tie together, um, but it I mean, it's, it's more worth it, um, more worthwhile at the end for having someone so thank you sir for writing this book <laughs> and uh you know bringing this all together um mm. but yeah I, that's yeah. why i enjoy these original um depictions of krampus more than uh, hmm. this just it's not a clear-cut case of oh this is the bad to yeah. santa's good yeah mm. yeah exactly it's, it's not as simple as that is it really it's ultimately he, he the problem is as well. I think he gets depicted so so differently in so diff- many things, but it, that's why it's probably difficult to actually pinpoint. You go, ah, that's the Krampus. You, you know, you've got similarities. You've got the fact he's half goat, half demon. You've got the whole, you know, the actual look of him. You know, he's fairly similar across different types. But but then you you know, as I said you've got the variations 
in him from his you know his character how he acts with you know how his relationship to santa and anyone else and it and it's a shame really that it's sort of almost been diluted down you know compared to the original uh, law behind him because you know some of the things that you've said they are fascinating and you know it's a shame that that the you know the things that we've read and and watched unfortunately in my case um that, that you know it's not even you know it doesn't even touch of that but then like we said earlier if a lot of elements been put in it just wouldn't click with you know apart from reading it as a as an interesting novel or writing pieces in in film some of these stories they just you know they're it's all about the heaven and hell side of things or as you know as relying on context and this is you know it's technically a holdover from uh, pagan deities so we're looking at him anyway um, through this blending of uh, Christianity and paganism. So that yeah. that the ties like to the devil or um, the compass as the devil. That's what that's from. You know, he's not originally. Yeah. Just, yeah. Originally, they're the Pyrkton are like they're not even the. I think originally they were um, just dead people, like ghosts. The people that have passed yeah, yeah. away and they've come back, you know, on these specific nights to, uh, I guess, scare you into not doing bad things or to punish you. Um, but that turned into, you know, a more solidified or solidified uh, sort of punishment devil figure, which yeah. looks cool. Yeah. I guess it's very evocative, uh, for sure, rather than yeah. just a, a you mm. know. Bob Marley, uh, or, uh, yeah, Bob Marley, <laughs> not the singer, the uh, um, from from uh, the Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just talking about the singer. How's <laughs> that fit into it? It worked in my head until I realized I. Yeah. You know, just... <laughs> no, 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 well, that's my dad's fault. I was raised on classical music, the Beach Boys, and reggae. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not it my Bob Marley. Jacob bringing. Marley. That's my mistake. Jacob Marley. Uh, there yeah, that's why. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's too many names. I'm trying to remember all these German names. and just got myself mixed up. But people wanted more lore, and so that's what this... Here we go, guys. We're, we're finishing off the year with the most lore that I could dig up. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, read, I was reading about the, the Norse, the Norse mythology take on uh, Krampus was quite interesting as well. Cause it's, they, oh. they believe that he is the son of hell. Who's then in turn, the son of Loki, I believe. Daughter of Loki. Oh, daughter. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Daughter of Loki. Not uh, son. Yeah, you know, whatever. You know, no so, matter yeah. what Thor Ragnarok tells you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I was ignoring that film, <laughs> um, but no. But it just shows that, it, and again, it shows how old and uh, this story of Krampus has been around. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's got into so many different um, cultures. I mean, again, it's you know led to believe that this you know the story of Krampus was around even before Christianity, according mm. to you know according to what you can read online and. You know, again, I think that's fascinating that it's sort of been, you know, slowly woven over, you know, it's like a lot of things. It's, I think to me, it's more than just just a, 
folklore story, you know, because I think they said it's a shame that now the current presentation of Krampus is a bit like the boogeyman or, you know, any of these types of creatures in other, in other stories where they're just, oh yeah, it's the bad guy of Christmas. And it's like, well, no, he's, a, he, <laughs> give the guy a chance. He's a, he's a, he's a lot more than that you know there's not you know it's not just as simple as you know just writing him off as the bad guy and it's it, like i said the, the history on him is is fascinating i you know like i like the fact that the the chains that he uses because i you know i and until i read i thought the chains was just you know just to scare <laughs> children and and such but that's obviously relating to his symbolism of the devil yeah, you know in the, in the christian the church devil. you know binding the devil that's it Again, fascinating that they've you know it's got it's there's so much more to him than than just a uh, half demon <laughs> to half goat creature. Yeah, um, he's got layers like an onion. He is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the onion no. monster. He's an onion, bro. Mike Myers all along. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the um, in the, one of the uh, stories, which is the. Krampus Carol, the occult detective one. Um, it's a shame this story wasn't actually longer than it was because it's actually quite. Mm. But um, Sam, who's the you know the detective, yeah. so he's yeah. he's yeah, looking after this teenager that's that's brought the Krampus into play by uh, basically you know telling he, his parents that he hated them. Um, Sam at one point goes, uh, "Krampus is an ancient spirit." Uh, Sam began to, began to explain the shadow of St. Nicholas. According to folklore, jolly old St. Nick gives presents and brings festive magic to all the good children in the world. Whereas Krampus, Krampus torments and punishes wrongdoers and those who don't share the real reason of Christmas. Sometimes it drags them to hell. And it's, it's funny that, that <laughs> sometimes some, yeah, sometimes it drags sometimes. them to hell. Yeah. It's just, if he, um, it's, <laughs> it's just funny that, and some of the other things I read as well is that Krampus, even though again he comes across initially in again in in modern media that he's there just to punish for, because they've done something wrong, but it's actually he's actually said in quite a few things that it's actually because he the the these children are not believing Christmas and and things like that. Uh, you know, it's just it's just funny that that in some representations Krampus is pro Christmas, even though it <laughs> initially he doesn't feel he didn't. and the horror behind him, you think he's you know, he's just there to talk to children with with his chains and his uh and his whips, but it's not actually. He's there to to for everyone to love Christmas. You know. Yeah. But that's how he comes across anyway in quite a few things. Yeah, he put Bob Lucky Marley Krampus. and the Krampus Carol. <laughs> That's a good episode. Sorry, I just read that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> get to number one. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, sorry, Dave. What were you going to say? No, that was it. I, I think I was oh. just laughing to myself. Yeah. About my own yeah. joke. <laughs> like, sorry, we're, we're all laughing at you. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe if I laugh, everyone else will laugh. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, laughing exactly. with me, not at me. It's yeah. great. Of course not, Dave. Don't yeah, worry exactly. about it. It's Christmas. We wouldn't laugh at you at Christmas. No. <laughs> Just the rest not. of the time. The Krampus is going to show up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But in the in this in that same novel, the the parents of the teenager were trapped in a bauble um, by Krampus. Right. By um, it's um, 
This is what this is the quote. It says, it goes, well, looks like a negatively aligned class four artifact. The energetic residue is indicative of ancient, powerful magic. Tyler grunted in confusion. Tyler's the, the uh, teenager. Mm. Uh, this bauble isn't a bauble. It's a metaphysical prison, which looks like a bauble. When charged with negative energy, the bauble was activated and was somehow used to capture the living essence of your parents. So, yeah, that was that. That was, that was his, his interpretation, you know. Baubles or prisons, just like um, the movie. Negative end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, no, it was, it was like I said, it was a good novel. Um, and it's, but again, I noticed that in the the other short story that I that um, I just wish they would explain more about Krampus himself. You know, every to every one, it was just huge horns, fur, red eyes, yeah. long tongue. You know, and you're thinking. Oh, there's more layers to it. <laughs> Explain, you know, get into, get into the me of it. Just skin deep. He is. He is. Well, according to this one, he's got pasty white skin like his father. Um, when he moved, it, as in he had bronze skin, but in some, I think when when part of him like his underbelly, he's got a pasty white skin mm-hmm. like his father. But you never hear who his father. Well, you know his father is Santa, but you don't actually know what type of creature he is because he you don't actually yeah. even get told he's human. I said the mother's a creature, you know, a winged creature of some sort. But there we go. Yeah. Right. Um, anything else you guys would like to say about Krampus? Anything at no. all? Uh, no. Uh, this could be like a four-hour no, long episode. No. I could keep going. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, well, I think well, to we'll be fair, it'd be... It'd be... <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, to be fair, look, all we can say is remember that most important of Christmas carols. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. <laughs> you better watch out. <laughs> oh. Sorry, that's my favorite vine, and I'm never going to let it die. No, it's good. Because <laughs> he'll stamp on your belly and uh, fill you full of rocks. No, Put you in the sack, toss you in the lake. <laughs> you better watch out. <laughs> Krampus is coming to town. Winter town. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Krampus. Yeah. Very, very festive. So that's the uh be the wrap up that, of this episode. Ah, yeah. Well, wow, it's it's quite strange. This is the last episode of the year. Just see yeah. when we start when did we start? March? March, yeah. I think. Very yeah. much time, isn't it? God ah. Where's all this time gone? I don't know. We're uh, we're getting closer to that year, <laughs> year mark. Yeah, yeah. can't wait. We'll, we'll definitely do something special. Mm. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we'll do something special. <laughs> we've got a few months to decide. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure um, something out. Yeah, <laughs> I think we got. <laughs> yeah. No, I think ultimately next year is still going to be more, more monsters, more yokai of the week, beasties. Yeah. You know. Stage pictures. pictures. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Well, we, we, we got. I think we got. There's a few things that are floating around that we've spoken about before. I think we're going to push. So I think we have got a few, yeah, plenty of things. Sure. There's always yeah. plenty of monsters. Yeah, we've got some great, good subjects for next year. Yeah. And we got a whole um, year to plan before we do more Krampus. So yeah, yeah. exactly. What we're going to do next, Chris? Oh. Read the second half of this book. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have time to do it by then. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, Dave, where can people find? I'm on Twitter, pretty much solely. Uh, Sentinot underscore plus. 
It's in the notes. Is everyone. it? Is it then? I'm not like <laughs> not put it in the notes. <laughs> you guys are just oh, gonna find me. <laughs> don't tell Krampus you're being naughty. <laughs> and where can people find you, Cameron? Uh, you can also find me on that uh, that realm of birds, twitter.com. Uh, I'm at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, yeah, come chat with me. Share in festive cheer. Let me live vicariously through your cold weather. <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> Help the guy out. Just <laughs> talk to him. And you can find me on Twitter as well. It's uh, Ninja Badger 7 number 7. Um, and obviously, you can find the podcast Twitter on... Cameron always gets it right. Is it Mon? It's at underscore... Mon underscore D Monster. That's the one. That's where you can find. And also, before we go, I just wanted to, you know, t- say everyone, thank you for all your downloads and feedback, and anyone that's listened. Because you know, this is where yeah. we all started. This is our, you know, mm-hmm. our first ever year doing this podcast and podcast in general. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's been it's been an experience. I think it has. Would say. It has. So uh, it's been a good time. Yeah. So yeah. No. Thanks everyone listening. Right. And like I said we're just going to keep going. It never stops. There's always <laughs> monsters to talk about, yeah. and we'll be here to talk about them. You know, so, you either uh, die a hero or you live long. See yourself become the monster. Absolutely. <laughs> Cameron's obviously just looked in the mirror, but. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So this will be the final episode of. Um, and before we go, just wishing everyone and a happy new year. And a happy new year. Merry Bye, Krampus everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Krampus Night. Merry go Christmas, everyone. Scare the locals. <laughs> scare the locals. Time for some schnapps. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's not a bad plan, actually. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.